My name is Andy Wilzak. This is episode zero of what I'm calling Strength Check. This is a podcast that is going to be about really my career. Uh, I'm a professor, I'm a wannabe streamer, a wannabe podcaster, an author, and most recently uh, getting involved with D&D as an activist and educator. And I really wanted this show as a way to highlight my career, highlight the career of my friends, my volunteers, my staff, my colleagues, my coworkers, and just tell stories about, you know, the amazing people that I encounter at my job and the amazing work that a lot of people are doing. In trying to prepare for this show over the last several months, it's been a challenge because, you know, there are so many amazing shows out there that have such a, a strong focus. And for me, trying to think about Do I do a show about mental health? Do I do a show about gaming? Do I do a show about being a dad? Do I do a show about crime history or victims advocacy or restorative justice or any of the things that I'm passionate about? It was just too hard to nail down. And what I've decided is because I see everything as really being linked together in my own head, then that's how I'm going to try to share it with all of you, the few of you that I'm able to to get to listen to this along the way. I've never done anything like this before, at least not seriously before, so we're going to have some growing pains for sure. But along the way, I think that we're going to be able to meet a lot of cool people, and I'm going to be able to share with you a lot of the amazing work that we're doing out here in the mountains of northeastern Pennsylvania. Tonight for episode zero, and probably for episode one and two, for the foreseeable future, Um, I want to talk to you about a project that we're working on here called Tentatively Play for Progress. The name Play for Progress is something that came about really just a few hours ago. Prior to that, it was Strength Check. Prior to that, it was Redemption. And prior to that, it was just hashtag D&D Project. In my career, I have had the privilege of seeing so many amazing educators and activists and therapists and people on the ground who are helping out kids and adolescents and young adults and adults from all kinds of vulnerable populations through all sorts of creative means. And it was always something I admired from afar, but was never able to do myself until now. So what we're trying to do with Play for Progress or whatever it's called tomorrow or next week, um, since this project is so new, is use Dungeons & Dragons as a way to connect with kids who have been victims of bullying, kids who have severe mental health issues, kids who've got a lot of trauma in their lives, and use the game as a way to help rebuild them. I don't want to say that they're broken, though, but at the same time, like, who isn't broken out there? 
I've been really thinking about this project over the last month or six weeks or so and trying to think of ways that or people who might not benefit from something like this and who might that perfectly stable person be. And I don't know that that person exists. So what we're trying to do with D&D is to craft a campaign and craft a story that will challenge or confront our kids, our players, our party, with some of the issues that they're already facing in their own lives. Issues that they themselves are very aware of and might not want to deal with in a fantasy role-playing game that is meant to provide them with some kind of escape from that reality. We're also going to try to challenge and confront them with issues that they might not be able to put their finger on that are happening in their real lives, or issues that they might not think they have any control over. Things like alienation, alienation from schools and families, from local government, from state government, things like feeling that they don't matter, things like thinking they might not live to be 18, 25, even 30 years old confront them or help them with their depression and their mental health and their anxiety and their trauma, not in the sense of providing therapy necessarily, but giving them an avenue to talk, talk it out and an avenue to interact and maybe help other people, even in a fictional setting that are going through some of the same things that they're going through, to try to use the game as a way to provide a, a chance to learn how to trust people again, maybe for the first time in their lives, and a chance to learn the importance of building up that social capital and building up your network. And like I said, these are skills that, you know, a lot of people, even those of us who on the outside seem like we are stable and put together, really could use help with, really could use an opportunity to learn how to either flex those muscles that we haven't used in a while, or take those baby steps towards giving somebody your card, right? Asking somebody for help. And so, like I said, this isn't just a, a project that I think is going to end up limited to one school or one dozen students in middle school and high school. I think this is something that we can use with young people who've been adjudicated delinquent, I think this is something that we can use for people who, whose parents have been incarcerated or who have been incarcerated themselves. I think we can use this for people who have seen combat in Iraq or Afghanistan or, God forbid, anything else that might be coming in the future. I think we can use this, use this for children of uh, abusive families. I think we could use this for LGBT adolescents and young adults who may have felt isolated their entire lives. I feel like we can use this for girls who may not have had the opportunity to experience this type of empowerment before. I think that we could use this for... I totally blanked on my list. And this is what happens in episode zero. This is the importance of taking notes before you record an episode.
point is to say that there are a lot of people out there who are playing a role themselves, right? That we have all kinds of faces that we put on, all kinds of masks that we wear. And some of these things we're really good at, some of these things we are convincing ourselves that we're good at. You know, when I talk to my students at the university I work at about what are they going to do in their future? Or they might ask me, how did I get here? Like I'm some sort of success story myself. And I'll tell them, you know, you guys say fake it till you make it. I believe the same thing. I'm 38 years old and making it up as I go along. And they look at me with this horror, right? Because they're still at that age, that point in their lives where they think that all of the adults that they know have everything put together. And the reality is that that's just not true, right? And the sooner that we can admit that to ourselves, the better off we all are. So using D&D, this game that has been stigmatized for so long, that was wrongly accused of being a part of some sort of satanic ritual or satanic cults, that had so much potential not just for social interaction and teaching kids math skills, but so much potential to help so many people, we're going to take a shot at it. And I'm looking forward to sharing those stories with you along the way. So let me tell you about something that we've been working on so far. So I have a staff of volunteers, mostly students from my university here in northeastern Pennsylvania, And I'm referring to it very vaguely. You could Google me, probably. That's a weird thing to say. You could Bing me uh, and find out where I work. But I don't know about the legalities of mentioning that here, so I'm going to keep that quiet, I guess. I've recruited students there to help me with this. Students who are themselves criminology and sociology and psychology students, some political science students. Um, students who are very familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, but maybe have never thought about helping people before. And students who are very interested in helping people, but the idea of this game is something that is completely foreign to them. And that's understandable, right? This is something that was hidden for so long and, and really felt almost like this forbidden corner of nerdery that was really off limits to everybody. We've been training them on how to play. We've been slowly introducing them, introducing to them the concepts of the game. And yesterday we had our first staff training, we're calling it. An opportunity to have those students who have never played D&D before, who've never seen the dice before, who have never thought about making a character before, who have never thought about acting anything out before. We gave them the opportunity to roll the dice for the first time in a campaign that had really no stakes to it. And there are college kids, right? And so there's a lot of uncomfortableness. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of trepidation. There's a lot of, you know, residual embarrassment. We've never done this before. I've never seen dice like this before. This is weird. And one of the volunteers that we have is this awesome guy named Delmar, who I hope to have on one day if this takes off at all, who served as the dungeon master. He ran the game. He ran a campaign of his own creation. And 
within five minutes, I would say, everybody was laughing. Everybody was having a blast. And it didn't feel like work to them. And it didn't feel like this scary thing anymore. It was interesting to see how some of them took to it differently. Who dominated the game, who held back, who had trouble playing a character versus playing themselves. But it's all about learning, right? And as an educator, and as the educators that I hope listen to this would agree, like learning is messy and learning is painful and learning is supposed to be sloppy like this. And last night's game was very sloppy. They tried to invent their own gambling game, their own dice game, with an NPC in there who was trying to convince them to buy him more shots. And being a room of about a dozen college kids, they were very into this idea of role-playing a drinking game, which was hilarious. But unfortunately, because this is D&D, that NPC ended up dead with a dagger through his face, as it happens. Confronted with the guard with the city guard in this fictional city that Delmar came up with, and I apologize, Delmar, if you ever hear this. I don't remember the name of your city. I told them that I had a newfound respect for campus public safety. As all 12 of them practically started trying to talk to the fictional guards at once to try to explain to them that they didn't actually murder him, that they weren't responsible for murdering him, that it was really the bartender It was the bartender's fault for continuing to buy this man, or pay this man, or allow this man to buy shot after shot after shot. College kids. You gotta love it. They end up uh, in front of the king of this this city, right? The ruler, who has the story of a curse and sends them off on a mission. And we played for two and a half hours without anybody drawing a weapon, without anybody... Well, I was going to say without anybody trying to assassinate anybody, but again, capricious college students. Uh, when all the world is D&D... There's some kind of analogy here, right? When all you have is a hammer, all the world looks like nails. Something like that. But we made it through two and a half hours without any combat, without any too hurt feelings, without anybody, as far as I know, thinking that this was a horrible experience and a terrible idea. And that's where I see the power in this, where we had a group of kids who, like I said had never really played this game before or had never really thought about helping people this way before who have been so convinced or feel so married to the traditional way of doing things now encountered with a non-traditional solution now encountered with a non-traditional opportunity 
or a series of opportunities or possibilities to try to help people and who are coming into this with their own trauma and their own issues and their own problems themselves because I'm not perfect and I don't attract perfect people into my life. And seeing how the game could help them and seeing how already after a month of working on this with us that it's really starting to benefit them that they're more talkative walking into that classroom at four o'clock on a friday afternoon after a long work week they're more talkative there than they would be at the start of an actual class in that same classroom at 10 o'clock that morning like that says something that you can make work and you can make education and volunteering and act activism something that people want to do and that's what we're going to try to do with play for progress or redemption or strength check or whatever other idea we have for a name if this episode ever does make it to the public i do want to shout out all of the people that have come before me on this project not specifically to our area but there are lots of people out there who are using D&D as a therapeutic tool and as a teaching tool. And so I don't want to say that I'm the first person to ever have this idea. I'm not. Far from it. There are people with much more experience and much more brain power than me who are helping and have helped and will continue to help so many people through D&D and through other types of storytelling. I'm just the new kid on the block. And... My contribution that I've learned, at least the contribution I can make, what I've learned about myself over the last 12 years of my career, is that I can be loud and I can draw a lot of attention. And, shamelessly, I'm very much looking forward to shouting our victories and the victories of our, our kids, our clients. It's weird to think that I might have clients. That's strange. Like I've never been a client guy, right? the people that we help I'm very much looking forward to sharing their stories to sharing their successes and not for my own glory this isn't some vainglorious project, this isn't a an ego project this is an opportunity to try to destigmatize mental health and this is an opportunity to try to spread awareness or raise awareness about how many people are struggling with mental health problems and how many people are dealing with or have dealt with abuse and victimization in their own lives. Because this is a major subset of the population of at least the United States. There are lots of people who have gone through a lot of horrible things that feel like they're the only ones in the world who are carrying this burden. And we're, we are here to help carry that with you so I don't know how this went I don't know if this is worthwhile this seems like a lot of fun though um, shout out again to the people who've come before me thank you Mark for listening to this for this long um, be good everybody later Incident, incident, power, 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 incident,